do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. Find out how you can write a debate and what happens after you've submitted it. You're listening to the Talking D&T podcast. I'm Dr. Alison Hardy, a writer, researcher and advocate of design and technology education. In each episode, I share views, news and opinions about D&T. This episode is unusual in that there is also a video that goes alongside it where you can see me and Kieran talking and I'm live editing his debate that he's submitted as an example of um, a response to one of the contentious questions. So there's a link in the show notes to where you can see that video. Otherwise, just enjoy the listen as me maybe talk quite abstractly for you if you're listening on the audio about how to write and contribute to the debates about redesigning D&T. Right, so we're here, aren't we, to try and give an example of how to write one of these debates. You've had a go, haven't you? You've written one. Yeah. So do you want to explain which one you've, you've written? So I wrote about, is design technology a vocational subject? Um, which I thought was actually, although it's number one on the list, I actually found, for me, one of the most interesting. Because for many years, I probably argued that it was. Um, or at least okay. key stage four subjects were. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. And have you taken? Sorry. So you so you've taken a different viewpoint now, have you? I think yeah, I I have a different viewpoint now. Um, I definitely have a different viewpoint now, and I think that's come from just being a bit more open in terms of my understanding. I think of what DT I think actually brings to students, rather than just a single set of job skills. Right. Okay. Okay. So you took, you chose that one. So shall I share the screen and then we can, people can see what, what it is that you've written and you can have a chat about how you went about writing this. Is that okay? Yep. Well, let, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to reject all of my changes because that was me playing around with your version. So can you see that clearly? Make it bigger. Like, yeah, it's okay. Uh, yeah, that's better. <laughs> right. So tell us how you started this then. Um, Now, I know I don't have a traditional uh, way of starting to write. I like to read, and as I read, I write sentences or short paragraphs, and then I join them all together. Okay. So each kind of paragraph was a different thought that I had. (laughs) Right, okay. Okay, so so were you doing some reading when you were writing this then? Um, Well, I read the, uh, when I was looking at the questions, I went straight to looking for some reports that I'd read about the sort of link DT to vocational education, vocational subjects. Um, Previously that I'd done to kind of support why D 
DT and previous schools needed better investment. Right. Okay. Okay. So how did, so you, so, so tell, talk us through a little bit about what you've got here then and what you've, what you've suggested. Um, so kind of what I went with was that I actually truly believe that design technology is not a vocational subject. And especially when we're looking at it between the key stages one and three, that it has a much broader skill set, knowledge base to offer than just for a particular line of jobs. Right. I think that it encourages people to take and apply knowledge. Um, whilst I'm not saying you have to have knowledge to design, I think it does allow you to take knowledge that you have from various subjects and apply it to various different contexts. I, I, I really want to unpick that whole comment that you've just said. I know that's not why we're not here, not why we're here. It's because you, you could see my face react, couldn't you? You know, when you said you don't have to have knowledge to design. Do you want to, do you want to, I'm, I'm going to offer a tangent, right? Yeah. You know how I do this. Go on, tell me a little bit more about that. So I think that to design well, you need to be able to, acquire knowledge for designing but I don't think you necessarily need the prior knowledge to be a designer so I can if I need to do a project I can go away having not got that knowledge have the skill to research it and acquire it to apply it to that context right but I don't think I need to be an expert in a subject to be able to design for it okay so you're saying you don't need the context-specific knowledge yeah. for yeah, that design? So. Right, yeah. okay, okay, that's why, that's kind of why, because, <laughs> right, okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the whole of the podcast. That's my bad wording, I think. <laughs> no, 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 it is only, what, 10 o'clock on a Monday morning, Um. so, you know, I, I do get that, I do get that, that's fine, that's fine, and, and you know me now well enough, Kieran, that if you say something that I can think, I, I want to go off down that track, but I'm going to go <laughs> down there whether you're ready for it or not. Right, okay, so let's come back to, to what yes. you've written here. So you've, you've sort of, this is like a thought stream, what you've written here then. Yeah, very much so. Did you go back and edit it at all? I gave it a very quick read, planned to do a lot more to it, and then realised that I'd said I'd send this about two days earlier than I did, and thought, quick, I better send it across. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, so yeah, the usual kind of, um, sort Last of, minute of com. <laughs> yeah no it's okay I'm, I had to write an abstract for a book chapter um, yeah and had to write that very quickly <laughs> shall we say <laughs> um, so and and how did you feel about the idea of going back and editing it honestly it's not something I know I'm good at um, we have a, a little bit of a pact in our house I say things, my wife types and edits them, and if it's my thing, she does that, and if it's her thing, we kind of do the same. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, I normally would get her to go over it and make it sound better. Different, different, <laughs> tighter, maybe, yeah. Yeah, so so your reaction to editing is kind of quite normal, do you know what I mean? I know that if I write something, I find it quite painful to go back and have to edit it it's particularly painful if I had to submit it somewhere and then it comes back with comments about editing that I find that yeah it could take me weeks to actually open that email properly um to look at it so we kind of thought it would be useful wouldn't it is if people who are 
wanting to put something into this debate but don't know how to we kind of share yours so the way you've talked about how you've planned it and thought about it and written it I think is really useful and then I kind of want to give a little bit of insight into how I might edit it um so that it's kind of for its readability basically and, and its accessibility so um and there's a couple of things on what you've written, Kieran, that I want to pick out that I that I really like. So when I'm editing, um, I automatically put on track changes and show comments because then I can do stuff. And so obviously I've edited a couple of books, so I kind of got a bit of a, a technique. So what I what I like, really like about <clears throat> what you've done here is that you've put very clearly right at the beginning your answer to the question. I really, I really like that because I think that's so be so easy for people to do is to to not actually say what they think about the question, whether they agree or whether they disagree. And I also like um, the way you've done that again at the bottom. People might notice that I kind of got lots of dots and little markers. I always put the the format markers on so I can see where I've got returns and and search for for formatting. That's kind of my thing. So. Um, so I'm going to kind of go through and talk through what, what I think could maybe just sort of tighten it up yeah. a little bit. So I'm just going to put a return in here. So you start here by in short, no. So I'm actually going to change that to a comma. So people don't worry about whether you're any good at grammar or punctuation. Just write it. We'll edit it and we'll send it back to you. And you can agree or disagree. And I'll show you how we will we'll send those back to you for your feedback. You don't have to agree with any of the edits that's made. And Kieran can kind of go, no, I don't really agree with that. Um, so design and technology is not a vocational subject. So this is something else that I get people to do is to read it out loud, which is always really painful. Um, it does not define a career path, does not prioritize a particular career or set of knowledge for a particular career, nor, I'm going to put a comma in there, does it limit students to a particular job, role or vocation? So what I really like here about this opening kind of, sort of mini paragraph is, again, you're restating what the whole focus of your answer is. And then you list what it does not do, right? That you believe design and technology does not define a career path. It does not prioritise. It does not create a set of knowledge for a particular career nor does it, and I really like this bit, nor does it limit students to a particular job, role or vocational. So I really like the way that you're actually turning it around by saying, if it is a vocational subject, then actually kind of what we're saying is that the subject is 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 channeling students in that direction. And so that's it's limiting in a way. Um, whereas actually you're saying that it's the opposite of that. So I think that's a really nice, strong opening sentence. So just people who are watching or listening to this, just be aware, Kieran sent this to me, that we had no prior discussion, okay? So if it's good, it's genuinely good, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? This isn't me kind of actually praising my own edits. So um, I'm going to change that to at key stages one to three, partly because... um, the first time that appears in the book, then I'll change it to brackets KS, but at the moment we don't know. And to kind of be confident that readers understand what we're talking about now. So we've got to be clear about here. Are we talking about design, capital T, capital D, or are we talking about lowercase? So you've got a whole thing here going on. So what I might do is if I put the navigation page on, this is the other thing that I do is I might find design and technology and change it to design and technology and I might make sure it 
doesn't do that. And then we go, so I replace it. So I kind of know that I've got a consistency in the language. Yeah. This is this sounds like I'm being really fussy. I am really no, fussy. It's... But actually, <clears throat> when you get those things consistent, it makes it much easier for a reader because then they're confident that you are talking about the same thing throughout, if that makes sense. So um, key sta- in key stages one to three, so we could be really picky and go, we could go to three. Design and technology offers students a chance to apply their knowledge and learning to different scenarios. It also allows students to develop a set of skills to analyze, problem solve, and redefine, redefine a solution to a problem. Okay, so that seems okay. So that's all about this like this general, this scenarios and general set of skills. Design and technology as a part of general education offers students a chance to apply their learning. So there's a bit of repetition going there on is, there. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put a comment in. Okay, so if I just um, reduce the screen size, the size, so you can see that comments come up there. Um, so basically what I'm saying is I'm leaving that for you to to edit and decide on because um, what I'm really conscious of is I don't want to take away from your voice so this this is and I presume there's meant to be an I believe I think so yeah and we've got then two is because I'm going to put a comma after the believe just one I'm going to pick make this bigger again so people can see what I'm doing let's take the navigation page off um just one underrepresented, not sure I'd bother changing it to that, that feels like an American <clears throat> value of design and technology. <clears throat> the example I like to use is marketing and promotion. And then I start saying, oh, we're into a different thing here. So I kind of feel like that needs expanding. So I'm going to put another comment because, and you can do because you've only used 491 words. So you've got you've got space to add more. <clears throat> um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna just change that. This is a job that has a heavy reliance on being able to convey meaning and evoke emotion often through words. I'm gonna put a comma because it just feels like a comma should be there. So is this, and I'm gonna put another comment. What's this? I'm now a little bit confused about what mm. the this is. Um, the domain of an English lesson. And again, you've kind of got a lot of this is. This does not convey the creativity needs to develop the marketing material, nor does it account for the skills needed in various design programmes. It is the application of the knowledge which brings value to the knowledge of being able to write with fluency. So yeah, I just kind of feel like that whole paragraph just needs a little bit of fleshing mm. out to build on your example up here. So in this paragraph here, you've got these general skills which you are saying are relevant to different scenarios. You're using design skills and creativity. And then in this third part, this paragraph here, you kind of give an example, it just needs a bit more fleshing out, is what, what I would suggest. I am not trying to convince anyone or myself that design technology cannot lead, encourage and prepare students, vocational students. I'm not kind of quite sure how lead fits there. So I'm just going to put another comment 
and just put word choice on that because I'm not quite sure that's the right word. Okay. However, it is not something we can set our stall out by. Now I'm going to go, why not? <laughs> right, because you just, it's just about giving a little bit more detail. Despite growing calls by industry that students do not have the right skills to enter the workplace or a general shortage of skilled workers in the engineering construction centres, design and technology at its core is about more than this narrow set of jobs. Right, I'm actually going to be bold here and move that whole paragraph to there. Because it kind of follows on. Yeah. Does that make sense? At key stage four, I believe it is possible to argue that certain subjects can offer or prepare students for it. However, isn't this the point of students choosing their options? Question mark. Does not choosing health and social care offer both? You've got lots of knots in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you're going to put these and you've got to put the references at the end. Yes, I did. I, I, I thought about that literally as soon as I'd sent it, like I should have referenced them properly. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or the other way of doing it, just don't <coughs> reference them. <laughs> That's my cop out sometimes is, oh, I can't be bothered. So just take the references out, right? You know, you can just put, it's often been reported that. <laughs> it's not an academic piece of work, you know. Um, so, yeah. To identify that STEM employers believe in technology. So what I, I really like here is actually you're, you're sort of standing on the other side and saying there's lots of, you know, there are these people and you might want to put a quote and you might want to get something from one of those that put a spotlight on DNT that argue that DNT is vocational. But then you kind of unpick a little bit about why that's about key stage four, not about general education where all children are studying it. You like your howevers, don't you? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> So the other thing that I do, if I start to kind of get a sense that somebody's using the same word, I go to navigation. Yeah, three times. So three times in 450 words. It's, to me, it's 500. It's kind of quite a lot because it starts to yeah. pop out because you're starting your sentence with it. So if I just accept that change, and then if I look up synonym, you know, because there's other words that you could use, though, but yet yeah, still. <clears throat> anyway. However, so again, you're coming back to that original point about it being abroad. And I'm going to put in here, and general curriculum to study is to allow them to develop a broad range. I'm, I'm going to be picky here and say... Is that too... Am I just repeating that from the first paragraph? Well, possibly, because it's a summary, though. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's your end. And I think if you expand 
on this example, clarify this a bit, deal with some of the repetition here and give a little bit more detail, another, ex- do you know what I mean? Then I think that's okay. Does that make sense? And you've yep. got to be consistent about whether you mean broad or general. I don't think you've... Because you've obviously got a thing, haven't you, that it's about the scenarios are really important. Yes. So that you might want to put a little bit, just a, a little thing in a bracket or something that says, this is why, you know, this is what I mean by a scenario. Does that make sense? Yeah. It is really, I mean, you have got another 250 words and there are some things that I think might come out. Um, to put them back in. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking as I'm recording this, I'm thinking, blimey, some people are going to be watching this and going, God, and Bennett, I thought she was meant to be helping us write this and now she's actually saying she's going to send it back to this poor fella with all these edit comments. <laughs> well, I'd rather, how do you feel about Go on. I'd, for me, who I'm actively trying to put myself out there a bit more, I'm trying to write more. I'm trying to be a little bit more open to current literature knowledge. I I find this really useful for actually thinking about how <laughs> how I myself actually as a teacher and an educator, right? A, yeah, aspiring writer, I guess. Yeah. So I, yeah. Oh, aspiring writer. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think I think for those people who do get involved. I do think there is an issue in design and technology because I know, well, I can only speak from my own experience. You know, I, I started in academia 13 <coughs> years ago. I'd, I'd done my master's before then. and It doesn't come naturally to write. You know, it's not something that we, we do in design and technology, but we do need to be able to articulate our perspectives. And I suppose for people who do decide to take part in this, then what they can do is learn from this process. It's helping you, as you say, it's helping you articulate. So when you go and have a conversation with a senior leader, who is more than likely going to come from the humanities, because they all seem to come from there, which suggests to me that they don't like their subjects as much as D&T teachers do. Um, you know, they, they have much more of a history and a grounding in their subjects of writing and debating and such. Whereas we don't in design and technology through, you know, the oral word or the written word. We might do it through drawings and models and artifacts and such. So, yeah, so anybody who's taking part, just kind of see this as a tutorial, you know, that it's helping you get better at articulating your perspectives, which will become useful for what you're doing. And I and I really want people in design technology to write. So that's why my face lit up when you said you were an aspiring writer. To me, you're a writer, Kira. Do you know what I mean? You write. You know, you've written a paper with us. You've done this. <clears throat> you're doing quite a lot of writing along the way on this project you're writing so yeah so the next thing that I will do is I would then save this um if I go into my online locations this is where people can see how I organize my file systems projects I'm hoping I'm hoping there it is okay there you go Alice responses so I would actually put on here call this attract changes copy and then I will save it again as a clean copy so I would on this version 
I will accept all the changes and stop tracking. So what I will do is I will send you the two copies. So you can read the clean copy, okay, without any of the track changes, but just with the comments on. And then you can see the track changes copy and you can say, well, I don't really like the way she's changed that or whatever. Um, and then you would you would send another version back to me. That's how it works. So that's that's what I do when I'm editing. Thank you very much. That's all right. That's all right. So do you want to share any last minute tips to anybody who might be listening to this and thinking about writing? Um, I think the first thing I'd say is that it, you've got nothing to lose by giving it a go. Um, at this point, this is really about getting teachers to have a say and teachers to have a voice. Yeah. And it's not often we're given a chance to do that. Um, often policy and specifications are written with consultation of certain teachers um, that might agree with a particular view. This is completely open to everyone. Everyone who's currently a teacher gets a chance to have a say. Um, and for me, I think that's an opportunity that we can't really pass by. No. Yeah, that's that's key. And I've got a meeting on the 18th of December with uh, the DfE. They're interested in me sharing what teachers are saying. I've said that I'll do that anonymously. And obviously anything that goes in the book will be have names attached. But at the moment, as we're filtering through, so if people get their thoughts in before then, and they, they'll be edited, there's a whole process. This is going to take another few months, then 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 get those in. And I think I think that the key thing for me, and I'm hoping that people realise that as I was editing um, Kieran's, I wasn't changing the content. I wasn't changing the message. I'm hoping that came across. <laughs> Because it's not about me imposing. And I was desperate to question some of the things that you were saying. Um, but that's not what my role is as an editor. Okay. So, um, and hopefully over time, yourself, Kieran, Amanda, and Andy will also gain some of that editing. Um, and kind of get those skills as well. Um, so, you see, it's not just writing, it's it's editing too. So, um, yeah, so thanks very much for sharing that. I'll be sharing with the DFE. We'll get this uploaded on as a podcast and a the first ever, what is it, a vidcast? A vid? I don't know what it is. What's the word? I don't no know. No idea. <sighs> I mean, crikey, I'm 53 and I've got no idea what these words are anymore. Brain's addled. Right. Okay. Thanks ever so much, Kieran. I'm Dr. Alison Hardy, and you've been listening to the Talking DT podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, then do subscribe on whatever platform you use and do consider leaving a review as it does help others find the podcast. I do the podcast because I want to support the DNT community in developing their practice. So please do share the podcast with your DNT community. If you want to respond to something I've talked about or have an idea for a future episode, then either leave me a voice memo via SpeakPipe or drop me an email. You can find details about me, the podcast and how to connect with me on my website, dralisonhardy.com. Also, if you want to support the podcast financially, you can become a patron. Links to SpeakPipe, Patreon and my website are in the show notes. Thanks for listening.